the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the blessed month of Kiak, and in the month of Kiak, we read the entire gospel of the first chapter, sorry, of the, the gospel of St. Luke on the Sundays. So today we heard about the annunciation of the birth of St. John the Baptist. Next week is another annunciation, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then in between uh, uh, the third week, we hear about a visitation. St. Mary visits St. Elizabeth. And then after that, it's two births. So when you think about it, two annunciations, a visitation and two births. So on the, th uh, the, th uh, the fourth Sunday of Kiach, it's the birth of St. John the Baptist. And then after that, we celebrate the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we hear about the annunciation of the birth of St. John the Baptist. Last night in Vespers, in the psalm, the psalm started off, How long, O Lord? How long will you forget me, O Lord? And that's the cry of humanity. That's the cry of each one of us, if we think about it seriously. If we consider our lives, that's our cry. How long, O Lord? And that was the cry of Elizabeth and Zacharias. How long will you forget us, O Lord? And that's also the cry of the people of Israel. For 400 years or so, there was no prophet in Israel. The voice of God was not heard. And then this happens. And so the Lord answers prayers, but in his time. How long, O Lord, will you forget me? Again, it's our cry and the cry of humanity. But the psalm and ends with, but I have trusted in your mercy, O Lord. I trust in him. And so this morning we read something very odd. When the angel appears to Zacharias, he says, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Your prayer is heard. And when we think about this, if we put ourselves in Zechariah's shoes, he may say, what prayer? And of course, he continues, the angel says, your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And so he thinks to himself, what son? How could this happen? And if again, if we think about Zechariah's situation, he's an old man. He probably stopped praying for a son a long time ago. Maybe 20, 30 years back, he stopped praying for this son. And so he might think to himself, what prayer? A prayer that I prayed 30 years ago, you're answering? What are you talking about? And so from our perspective, maybe the timing was off. Maybe we think to ourselves, why did the Lord wait? Maybe we think to ourselves, it's a little late. He could have, and maybe for Elizabeth and Zacharias, the same thing went through their mind. Why wait those 20, 30, 40 years before giving us a son? 20, 30, 40 years of us bearing reproach, of us being looked down on for not having a son. And yet, in the eyes of the Lord, it's a gift. It's a miracle. Something special that I'm allowing you to experience. Giving birth to St. John the Baptist, the forerunner, the one who prepares the way for the Messiah. And so he gives them this rare occasion and he shows us all something very comforting that despite the fact that perhaps Elizabeth and Zacharias had forgotten about their prayer. I mean, they're old in age. They're no longer thinking about this. They completely forgot. And yet the Lord comes and says, but I have not forgotten. And often in our lives, we have these experiences where we pray about something. We ask for something. And maybe even we forget about it. We give up. But the Lord doesn't give up. The Lord doesn't forget. The prayer that you begged for, the thing that you spoke to him about, he never forgets. He never forgets. How long, O oh Lord? Yes, I don't know how long it'll take. 
but he hears your prayer and he answers in his own time. And that's comforting to all of us. And the condition of this answer, where was this happening? It was in the temple. Zacharias was faithful. Despite not receiving an answer to his prayer, despite feeling like he was unheard, he still was faithful to his ministry, to his service. And so he went about doing his service. And it was his turn to offer incense. He went into the temple and offered incense. And this was the, the scene. He's offering incense in faithfulness. And this incense is our offering to the Lord, our sacrifices, our repentance. And so despite the fact that he doesn't hear or we perceive that he doesn't hear our prayers because he does hear them, but we perceive that they are unanswered at the moment. We continue being faithful like Zacharias. We continue serving the Lord in faithfulness. We continue offering repentance with contrite heart. And when we do, he answers us. When we are in the temple, the church of God, he answers us. When we are surrounded by our brothers and sisters praying with us, he answers us. And that was the situation. Zacharias is in the temple offering incense. And it says, the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And that's the blessing of being in community, praying together. I pray, yes, but my brothers and sisters are also praying. And so we are praying together. And like the Desert Fathers say, communal prayers ascend like a pillar. One time a young novice wanted to go off and live in the, the, a solitary life. So he told his elder, I want to live alone and pray on my own. And so his elder told him, no, you, you're better off praying in community. And when the novice insisted, the elder prayed and said, open up your eyes and look at the church where the monks are gathered praying. And so he looked and he saw like a huge pillar of fire ascending up to heaven. And so the elder said to the young novice, when many are gathered in the name of the Lord praying, praying together, their prayers are answered, they're heard. It ascends like a pillar of fire. Your prayer as a young novice is weak. It's heard, yes, but it doesn't ascend as strongly. But when you're supported by others, like Zacharias here, who was surrounded by a multitude praying with them, with him, then the prayers ascend. And so that's the blessing of being in the church. You know, when we think of the prayer of Solomon, King Solomon, when he dedicates the temple, he says, May you hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray towards this place, meaning towards the temple. Here in heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. The church is that place. The church is that temple. The church, when we consecrate a church, we pray this very prayer and we beg God to hear the prayers of his people. When they come and offer repentance, may you forgive, Lord. When they come and they are broken, may you comfort them, Lord. When they come with their issues, Lord, may you relieve them and take away their burden. And so we come to the church and find comfort. We come to the church and find forgiveness. We come to the church and meet Christ, meet him intimately and unite with him on the altar by partaking of his body and blood and we do this in community and so that's the blessing of the church that's the blessing that Zacharias experienced that's where God was revealed truly to him that's where he experienced the presence of God truly and experienced a transformative thing in his life and this transformation happened really when the angel told him you will be mute in silence he spent nine months in silence. He spent nine months pondering this miracle in his life. He spent nine months not speaking to anybody, unable to speak. He spent nine months quieting down the noise. 
And in those nine months, he realized what God was doing in his life. So that after nine months, when St. John was born, he declared the glory of God. He declared what St. John was going to do. He declared salvation to the world. Nine months of silence transformed Zacharias from doubt to a man who believes in faith what is about to happen. And we too need this silence in our lives. Our thoughts are all over the place. There's so much noise. If we're working, doing something, we want noise in the background. I know people who need you know, music in the background, need the TV on. They need everything on because otherwise there's too much noise in their head and they want to drown the noise. But we need to drown, we need to not, not drown the noise, we need to quiet down so that we hear this noise, yes, but deal with it, face it and quiet it down so that our minds are quieted down. And then we begin to quiet our tongue. St. John of Daliatha, the spiritual elder, he says, quiet your tongue that your heart may speak and quiet your heart that the spirit may speak. You want to hear God speaking to you like Zacharias. You want to be transformed like Zacharias was in those nine months where he was waiting for the birth of St. John. You need to quiet your heart that you may hear God speak. And that begins with quieting the surroundings and then quieting your tongue and then quieting your heart. Work during this fast on quieting things. We're very busy with many things. We're busy with work. We're busy with family. We're busy with, you know, various things in our lives. And that's fine. But set time apart. Set time apart always to spend quietly with the Lord. Set time apart to, to, to enjoy His presence. I'm not saying just your canon. I'm not saying just your prayers or your scriptural readings. But spend time apart quietly with Him without noise, without your phone, without the distractions, and see how he's able to transform you as he did Zacharias. That's how you meet him. But we need these days of silence. The world is so noisy and we're so busy, you know, like uh, social media now, we're, we're on it like nonstop. We're at work on social media. We're at school on social media. We're in church on social media, unfortunately. And we're unable to quiet down everything around us. Use this fast to quiet down and experience silence in your life that truly you may hear God speak. And so the three points I shared very briefly this morning is God always remembers. How long, O oh Lord, however long, it doesn't matter. In due time, Lord, I trust you because I know you remember. I know you never forget me. I may forget my own needs. I may forget my own prayers. I may forget what I wanted. But you, Lord, I know, I know with certainty, you never forget. I do this, O oh Lord, faithfully like Zacharias. I come into the church, offer my service, offer my repentance with my brothers and sisters together. And I experience the blessings of silence in my life as Zacharias did, that I may hear you speak to me and that you may transform my heart, that you may transform everything about me, that I may see your salvation in my life and your grace working in me as Zacharias did. And to our God be the glory now and ever and unto the ages of the ages. Amen.